Today, we're talking all about self-care for the real world. Here we go. Hi, I'm Jessica Vallant, a physical therapist and Pilates teacher, and I'm here to bring science-based knowledge, understanding, empathy, courage, support, love, and hopefully some fun to the journeys we have with our bodies. There is hope and strength in your body, and my goal is to help you find it. Welcome back to Meet Your Body, and today we're talking all about self-care. Now, I am somewhat passionate about this subject, but not for the reason you might think. I am not necessarily amazing at giving myself self-care, so that's one reason I want to talk about it, because I'm right there with you learning how to do it. My passion stems from the fact that I don't think it is represented very well in our current culture and society. So we see images all the time linked to the word self-care, and those images tend to be women running hot bubble baths with the lights dimmed, with candles all around in a very peaceful place, maybe journaling, maybe reading a book of poems, and she seems very peaceful with all the time in the world. And if you're like me, you might not be able to relate to that. That actually doesn't seem like self-care to me. One, because it's not realistic with my current season of life. If I even try to take a bubble bath, my kids are pounding on the door trying to get in or needing to go to the bathroom. That's not going to happen unless they're fast asleep at night. And honestly, when that happens, I am exhausted and I'm falling into bed. So it doesn't work in my season of life. Also, those kind of things, and when we hear like getting manicures or pedicures as a part of self-care, that actually doesn't excite me. It doesn't bring me peace. To be honest, it causes me a little anxiety. And so I really wanted to look into this idea of self-care and why these marketing images that we see weren't relating to me and what I could do about it instead. And I thought maybe there were a lot of you out there like me that we need self-care, but we don't know exactly how to make it happen in the real world. The first thing that might help is if we reframe this a little bit and go away from the words self-care, because again, I think in our society, in the marketing world, those have a lot of connotations, that term self-care. So I take it, and for myself, I realize self-care is actually taking care of myself. I've just turned the words around a little bit, but self-care is taking care of yourself. And when I look at it that way, I realize that is what my business and my mission and my passion in life with my clients and with you all listening, that's what my passion and mission is, is to help us all realize how ultimately we can take care of ourselves because then I believe we are better off in the world and working to take care of other people and working in our communities if we can take care of ourselves. So that at its essence is what self care is. It's how to take care of yourself. So now let's dive in to why it's important. Research studies actually tell us that self-care, people who take time each day to practice some form of self-care, 
those people have higher resilience, both mentally and physically, to the stress around them. They have decreased stress, decreased anxiety, and a higher report of joy in life when they do practice self-care during the day. So that isn't just kind of this flimsy concept out in the world. It is proven by research that people who report to do self-care for themselves on a daily basis do have less stress, less anxiety, and really a higher enjoyment of life. So for this podcast today, we are not going to go into the details of why taking care of yourself physically is important. We talk about that almost every episode here, right? About why it's important to move your body, to believe in yourself, those kind of things. We have a whole podcast episode that's dedicated to stress and anxiety and how to use movement to help with those. So today it's really more about that bigger picture of why it's important to take care of yourself, to find time each day to do it, why it looks different for all of us, and what tends to hold us back from doing it. So I want to talk about all of those concepts and then end with some really actionable steps to help us all find more time and create more priority around self-care. So first, let's talk about what self-care looks like. And to me, I think one of the most important concepts to know is that it is different for everyone. And that goes back to that idea of those hot bubble baths and candles That might be your perfect idea of taking care of yourself. And that is wonderful. Your reaction to it might not be the same as mine. And that is something really important to realize that you are going to have to decide what self-care looks like to you. So it's different for all of us. And it's also going to be different in different seasons of life. Those kind of things, what is accessible to us, what is doable in our life, and then honestly, just what we enjoy, that's going to change throughout your life. So the first thing to do is really sit down, just take a moment, even listening to this today or pause me right now and take a moment to think about what really helps calm your nervous system. So when I think about self-care, that's one of the first things that I go to what activities or what kind of things actually help me regulate my breathing? What do I find brings my nervous system down? What decreases my anxiety, even if just for a moment? So I'm not talking about big things. I'm not talking about big dream trips or big dream kind of items that I want to own. I don't think about that. I think of things like putting down my phone and staring out the window at the blue sky. Like that might seem so simple, but to be honest, that is something I have found in the past year brings me so much calm and peace that I will do throughout the day. I'll just take a moment if I find myself scrolling or posting or getting frustrated with things on my phone, I put it down and I look far away and I look outside and I just watch the leaves blow. I watch birds fly. I look at the blue sky. I look at the clouds. Doing that for three minutes is amazing how it can just calm me down and gives me kind of a renewed spirit to continue my activity or move to the next one. Another big one for me is actually having a hot cup of coffee. You all know I love my coffee. So in the afternoon, making my one afternoon cup of coffee 
getting in the car a few minutes early to go pick up my kids from school and sitting in the car for just three or four minutes with my coffee before I go in to get them. It's a perfect segue for me between my work day and moving into my the rest of the day as a mom. I can sit there, I can regroup, and it truly helps me be more patient, more kind, and more present for my family the rest of the night when I take those three minutes. One more th- example I'll give is moving my body every day. So that's an obvious one, right? That it's taking care of myself. We know physically we need to move to take care of ourselves. But for me, it's bigger than that. I have found at the end of the day, I sleep better. I feel better. I am mentally more calm if I know I've moved my body that day. It has a big effect on how I go about the rest of the day after I've moved, how I feel at the very end of the day, and how I feel while I'm moving. And I understand that's not the same for all of us. Some people, it really takes a lot of motivation to move their body, to go to the gym, to roll their mat out, and that is okay. I am here to tell you that that's okay. You need to honor where you are in this season of life and how you feel about certain activities. But those are kind of three examples for me that I know about myself versus the idea of, let's say, signing up for a new fitness class and driving 30 minutes to go to a place I've never been, I don't know what to expect, spending an hour there, driving 30 minutes home, that actually causes anxiety to me right now in this season of life, taking two hours out of my day when I don't know what to expect, I don't know if I'll like it, being in possible traffic, coming home and being behind on my work before I pick up the kids, that actually causes me a lot of stress. And so I just honor that about myself. I don't spend a lot of time asking why. I know that that is something that used to actually give me so much joy. 10, 12 years ago when we lived in Hawaii before we had kids, I loved doing that once a week. And I think I'll get back to it again. But I am done trying to force myself to do that, even though on paper it looks like it's something good for me. People say it might be self-care, right? It's something I'm doing for myself. I'm done trying to force myself into that space that actually does not bring me any calm or any joy. So those are a few examples for me, and I want you to think about a few for yourself that you can do. And one other thing to keep in mind is it can look different each day. You might have one day a week that's your long hike outside, right? That you're in the sunshine, that you're loving it, but you know you can't do that every day. So that's one day a week. That's a big self-care thing for you. The other days you are happy and calm with taking five minutes to do a gratitude journal in the morning or having that hot cup of tea in the afternoon with a amazing piece of chocolate okay whatever it is know that it is okay you need to honor yourself listen to your nervous system and what it's telling you if something again feels clenching to you if you have a shortness of breath if it gives you that anxiety feeling in the pit of your stomach maybe that's not self-care that's right for you right now versus if it feels like it gives you some space if it feels like it creates a renewed energy and spirit in you for the rest of the day, if it helps you sleep at night, if it brings a smile to your face, 
those are the things to listen to. Those are the things that are proper and amazing and useful self-care in your life right now. So now I want to talk about what tends to hold us back because probably you just listened to me talk for 10 minutes and you were agreeing with most of it saying, yes, that's important. Yes, that's how I feel. I want to feel that way. I know it's important. Yes. But then you turn the podcast off, you walk away, and if you're like me, the whole day has gone by and you haven't done any of those things. There are things that hold us back. So the first thing is time. And that's, again, very realistic. Honor that in your life. You are busy. I am busy. We are busy. And we also live in a society that tells us to be more busy. So being busy and and having a full day is true, okay? That is there. And so you need to work with that Yes, you need to make self-care a priority, okay? It is a choice, but I'm not here going to tell you that, oh, you have to choose it and drop something else because sometimes you just can't drop other things, and I know that. Sometimes it's a choice between, okay, well, I either get to play with my kids right now and I've missed them all day, or I get to actually get some sleep, or I have to finish this project that I'm doing for work, and all those things are of equal priority. They're all important in different seasons of life. So just accept and acknowledge that you are busy and that there are things that you can do throughout the day within the time you have to actually get self-care done. And we're going to talk about some of those examples at the end, but I just wanted to point out that yes, our time and being busy is something that holds us back from self-care and we need to be honest about that and look at our life and realize even when we're busy, especially when we're busy, it's important to practice self-care. The next thing that sometimes holds us back is money. And that is where I get frustrated with the marketing in the world telling us we need to go have massages. We need to go have manicures. We need to do all of these things. We are privileged enough to have two hours to take that hot bath or to go on that amazing trip to the beach. Those images of self-care can hold us back and make us feel really bad when they aren't realistic in our life. And a lot of times because of socioeconomic status and finances, they aren't realistic. So I don't want anyone to ever feel like money holds you back from self-care. Yes, it realistically might hold you back from certain activities that you feel like would bring you a lot of peace. But when it comes to practicing self-care, taking care of yourself, on a daily basis in these small little snippets that we've talked about, there is no reason that money needs to hold you back from that. So please don't let any company or marketer tell you otherwise. A third thing that holds a lot of us back is a big one, and that is guilt. I think it's actually one of the most common things that holds us back from self-care. And I will say this is very typical in women especially. We feel guilty for taking any time or energy to take care of ourselves. I had this example just the other day in my Unlimited community with a member reaching out, asking all of us for some support and help because she was trying to spend some time taking care of herself. And she was telling her partner, I'm going to take 20 minutes to do this workout today. And she felt his disapproval. She felt that he really wanted to spend time with her and it was the only time that they had that day. So he was very disappointed and she felt that he was 
really trying to make her feel bad. So she ended up not enjoying any of it. She moved a little bit. She didn't enjoy it. She felt guilty. She ended up being with her partner instead, but then felt bad about that because she wasn't doing what she wanted to do in that moment. There is no right or wrong choice here, okay? But the point is you should never feel guilty for making a choice to take care of yourself. The only way you can truly even take care of others is to take care of yourself. You do have to fill your own bucket in order to give back to others. There is no magic saying I can tell you right now to make that guilt go away. But what I can do is be a cheerleader for you and be a support system to remind you that you are worthy, you are valuable, and it is okay to do whatever you need on a daily basis to take time to take care of yourself. You've got to let go of the guilt and start to embrace that this is something you deserve and is worthy of you and your life. One other point around that is that, yes, it can be very hard when you feel like you don't have the support of either colleagues or family members or friends when you start on a little bit of a self-care journey, but truly by holding your boundaries around that, you are being a shining example to others that they are allowed to take care of themselves as well. If you say, thank you so much for that invitation, I would love to be there, but I'm going to be about 10 minutes late because I am coming from my favorite exercise class. Or if you say, thank you so much, I would love to spend time with you. Can I just do it at 2.45 today instead of 1.45 because I'm going to take a moment to go on a walk. When you say those things, you're giving other people permission to do the same. You are being an example of what it means to take care of yourself, which should be shown to all of us and sometimes isn't. So you can fill that void and show others what it looks like to set yourself as a priority. And then the final reason I see why people don't take time for self-care is pride. And what I mean by that is the idea of, oh, I don't need that. Look at what I can do without taking care of myself. Look, I only need four hours of sleep a night. Look at how busy I am. Look at all the activities I can do. I can do this. I can follow this hustle bustle culture. I can grind, grind, grind and go, go, go and nothing ever happens to me because I can do this. And that is extremely common, especially in our busy society that truly does put people up on a pedestal when they grind themselves into this place of no sleep, no rest, and not taking care of themselves. That is something that we have got to leave behind. And luckily, I'm starting to see more and more words out there and messages out there about the value of rest. We have gone too far when it comes to really putting people on a pedestal who just simply don't take care of themselves. And that will eventually have detrimental effects on your health, on your relationships, on your happiness, on your joy, if you never take a moment for rest or to take care of yourself. And that, again, is also personal. That is something I really, really had to come to terms with in my own life. I realized, this is a very specific example, but when I was seeing up to 10 physical therapy and Pilates clients a day, I remember 
Occasionally, I would block out a half hour during the day for lunch or just to run to the bank. I was a business owner. There were things I had to do, so I would block off a half hour. So I would leave, lock up the studio, and I would get back, and there would be my next client was there waiting. Let's say they were early, so they were waiting. So I was unlocking the door. Hey, how are you? Great. And that person would say, oh, must be nice to have a break, or oh, must be nice to just be coming in. And that would grate on me so much. And all I wanted to do was turn and say, I've been here since 7 a.m. I didn't take a break. I was working. I had to go to the bank. I had a meeting. Like I wanted to give so many excuses and reasons why I was not taking a rest. Instead of simply saying, thanks, it was great to be out in the sun for a moment. That was such a light bulb moment for me of one, why I had any need to explain myself to someone else and two why I took such pride in people feeling that I was busy all the time I was embarrassed when someone thought that I had a 30 minute break in my 10 hour work day so do a little bit of digging in your own life if you feel that you fall into this category as well because Putting our nose down and grinding, 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 and going, going, going is eventually going to cause harm in our bodies if we don't let up and take care of ourselves. So let's talk about a few actionable steps and ways to think about self-care that might actually make it a little bit easier to start to make this a habit. So personally, I think of this in two different areas when it comes to self-care. I do think of self-care from a physical perspective on what I do to take care of myself physically, either by movement, drinking water, whatever those kind of things are that I need physically. And then I also think of it from a perspective of, again, my nervous system. I know I talk about that a lot, but that idea of trying to decrease anxiety, decrease stress, increase my joy, and increase that feeling of calm. And in both areas, I think of them as deposits into a bank. So when I do a workout, when I take a break from the computer and go for a walk in the sun, when I snuggle with my kids without my phone or anything else, those are deposits into my health bank. And I might not need them in that very moment. I might even feel busy. I might even feel like I don't have time for this walk. I just need to stay at my computer. I won't take a break. I'll be fine. And you know what? I might be fine that day. I might be fine not making a deposit that day. But then what happens when I don't wake one the next day and the next and the next? And then when suddenly life throws a curveball at us, because you know it always does, Life throws that curveball and I need to make a withdrawal from my health bank. If I have not been putting deposits in regularly, I'm going to have nothing to withdraw from. And that's when we can experience injuries, we can experience pain or even stress, anxiety, a short fuse. That's a big one for me, guys. That's, That's really when I know that I have not been doing enough to take care of myself when I have such a short fuse with my kids especially. And I will sit back and say, whoa, okay, I missed something for myself along the way. Like I, I need to make some deposits. It's time. 
So that's the way you can think of them is you might not feel a huge immediate result. Hopefully you will if you've picked some self-care things that are important to you in your life, but you might not. You might not even feel like you have any time that day, but make that deposit, even if it's one minute or a two minute activity, make that deposit. So let's go ahead and talk about time for a moment because we just hit on it and it is an important factor because I know you might be sitting there thinking, I just don't have time. I don't have time to do that. And I am not here to tell you that that's not true because it is. I know that there are days and times and seasons in our life where we truly don't have time or we would have to give something else up in order to find that self-care time and we aren't necessarily willing or able to do that as well. So in those cases, think of activities that you can do during the time that you're already doing something else. So some examples for me, my family knows that movement is extremely important to me and there are days that I have no time to get my own done, but I find myself sitting on the floor with my kids or sometimes sitting at night finishing something up while my husband's watching basketball maybe and I'm on the couch with him. And recently, both of those times, I've gotten down on the floor and I've stretched. And that's the night my husband was watching basketball. We were still together. We were talking. We were actually laughing. The kids were asleep. And I was stretching for 20 minutes. And it was amazing. And I just never think to do that in that situation. But I got everything done and I actually felt so much better afterwards. Same with my kids. If I'm down on the floor with them, I will start stretching or moving and it ends up turning into a fitness game that we have and we do different positions and we'll do handstands together or play or stretch and it ends up being really fun. It's not structured. It isn't exactly what I would have liked for my workout in a perfect day, but it ends up being perfect for that situation and it's happening in time that I already was spending doing something else. Another example is music in the car. I personally love music. It's always meant a lot to me. I find that I can, some moods, I'm singing really loud to let my aggression out. Sometimes I'm listening to really calming music. And recently I realized I could be doing that in the car. For some reason I had gotten out of the habit. We get into the habit of making all of our phone calls in the car or catching up on Zoom meeting recordings and those kind of things, the next time that you're in the car, take a breath and put on some music. Put on a playlist. Do something not productive the next time that you have to be in the car. And that's another way that you're using time that you're already doing something you have to be doing, but maybe you can combine it with a self-care activity. And sometimes you will get to the end of the day And you'll be laying in bed realizing that you did not have a single second to spare. You had to be on that phone meeting in the car. You had to get all of your projects and emails done. You had to take care of all the things. So laying in bed that night, when that happens, close your eyes and think of three things you are thankful for. Thank your body for something for that day. That truly is an act of self-care. The research shows us that those who are able to express gratitude, who are able to show gratitude for something in their life, have better outcomes than those who don't. We know it by research and we know it simply to be true because when we do it, we feel better. 
So take a moment, if nothing else, at the end of the day today, lay in bed, close your eyes, thank your body for doing one single thing for you today. Make that deposit into your health bank account and then just know tomorrow you can make another one. And finally, I want to simply point out that I know this isn't always easy. I know that taking steps towards your self-care won't always actually feel joyful and peaceful. They won't always feel like a calming sensation to your nervous system. If you have to go through things like physical therapy or like seeking out therapy or seeking out help, if you need to set up boundaries to actually get towards self-care in your relationships, that isn't easy to start with. I want to be an encouragement towards you that I understand that and to again honor yourself in that place and know that even by taking those steps that don't feel easy to start with, you are making those deposits into that bank account. You are taking the first step towards self-care and they will have amazing rewards in the future. Self-care truly is one of the most valuable tools we have to take care of ourselves and help affect our own health. It also is something that we simply have to learn to do like anything else. It's like any other muscle that we have to work in order to get stronger. We have to do that with self-care as well. It's not always automatic. It's not always a habit and it doesn't always come naturally. So I encourage you to take a moment and choose a few activities or things in your life that do cause you to feel that peace, to feel that joy, even if it's like me just looking out the window for a few minutes. Start to value yourself, realize you are important, that self-care is important in your life, and that rest is valuable and has a big effect on our health. Thanks for stopping by and I'll talk to you soon. As always, thank you so much for stopping by today. If you have a moment, please rate and review this podcast as it helps us out tremendously. For more workouts and resources, you can come over to my website, my YouTube channel, or join my unlimited community. Links for those are below.